magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show episode number 503. Uh, So, we are on the eve of, well, no that's not true. We're on the eve of the week before, I don't even know how to say this. Basically, Baby's uh, Eve. <laughs> the last time, new baby's, baby's eve. eve. New baby's eve actually is pretty a, good. A week, <laughs> a week. We're on the eve of a week from new baby's eve, or no? We're a week away from new baby's eve. Uh, the last time we we talked was that um, we had a baby that's breached. We were going to go into the doctor on Sunday. They were going to try and flip it around, and um, we we're going to go from there. So. Uh, we did that. Uh, might I add, the 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 flipping the baby procedure thing is a lot scarier than it made the than Pam's doctor made it seem like it was going to be. <laughs> and I think I even last week said something along the lines of like, it's not like a real medical yeah, procedure. Yeah, you made it sound like it was no big deal. Like she was going to do some like yoga moves and like see how yeah. it goes. Well, it's it's a bigger deal than it seemed. Um, you go in, they have to give you a weird drug that makes you feel like shit. That uh, it's a it, you can relate to this because you don't drink caffeine and occasionally get served a caffeinated drink on accident oh, yeah. and then yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, I feel like um, you're on meth. Yeah, the the drug they give you to relax your uterus um, is a uh, it makes you feel like you had a pot of coffee. It's like that sort of thing, and Pam did not like it. But also when you're in there, they go over like all the risks and all the things that can happen and blah blah blah. Yeah, that seems um, scary so close to like go time, you know, where it's like, yeah. let me read you all the horrible things that could happen a week before you're going to have your baby anyway. Right. Well, we knew going in, there was like, it's like a less than 1% chance, but you could end up in an emergency C-section. Um, so we knew there was like some risk. We knew it was low, but also when you're there in the moment and they're telling you all this stuff and talking about what they're going to do and blah, 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 and you're in a hospital room, <laughs> you're in a labor room, basically, um, I don't know. It just seemed a lot more serious than it seemed going into it. Um, but anyway, we did, we they told us all this stuff. We took some time to actually think about: Do we really even want to try? Um, we decided we were there. We might as well give it a shot. If anything seems sketched, they'll stop immediately. You know, they're very like cool with you yeah, telling. I'm sure they do that all the time too. To like, they, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. Right. And so we did try it, and um, it was not comfortable for Pam. And, um, it also, it didn't work. They actually were able to turn baby a quarter turn. Um, but then he's, he's floated back. And, uh, as it turned out, the, the main reason they couldn't do it was that, uh, the position he's in is like folded. So like, imagine you're folded exactly in half and your feet are like in your eyeballs. That's the position he is in with his legs totally straight. So he's like, Um, if you were going to give birth today, he'd be like an ass birth. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's facing ass first. So, 
But uh, I, apparently babies aren't normally folded that way with their legs straight like that. Like a more normal position is that their legs are just crossed under them or whatever. And it makes it a lot easier for them to be able to spin around and stuff. Not the case with this dude. He's full legs extended. So that was like the main reason it was so like, unsuccessful. Like doing one of those like Olympic uh, high dives. Like yeah, like kind of. Like you're, you are folded in half. Yeah. Um, so we tried it, though. It didn't go great. He didn't spin around. Um, not a big deal. Pam is now, we're trying to, there's some holistic stuff that you can try, too, that we are trying right crystals? now. Like one of them, what's that? Crystals? So one of them is basically crystals. It's a, uh, I forget what they're called. They're these weird sticks. They're like a big, thick oh incense. And you light it. You light one in. It's like a cigar meets an incense stick. And you light it, and then you hold the burning end towards your pinky toe on your feet, which is a pressure point. And the heat is supposed to do something with your pressure points and can make the baby flip, whatever. It's, it's some crazy very, like acupuncturist type stuff. Well, the weird thing is, so we did this last night. And, um, because there's no harm trying this stuff. Right. And so doing your, your foot we, cigar, what's the big deal? We light the foot cigar and hold it to her feet or whatever. And it gets hot. Um, the baby was moving like crazy. Oh, like really? it's, there's, oh yeah. Huh. Like it, there's something to it. He didn't spin around or anything like that, but you can try it like once a day. So we'll try it again tonight or whatever. But it was just weird that there is something to do with like your pressure point. Huh. And the baby, and he noticed it and was like going nuts. So, um, the burning weird sticks is a thing we're trying. And then, um, another thing you can do is you can go to a chiropractor and they do this certain technique that like aligns your pelvis and apparently can make more room in where like the womb is and stuff. We can give more room for the baby to turn on his own. Um, and so Pam actually did a chiro, she's done two so far since Sunday. Um, and, uh, Side effect bonus is that she feels amazing because carrying yeah. 30 pounds of extra belly like isn't good on your back or your hips. And plus, after the first baby, too, things get kind of out of whack. So um, she feels much better after having the chiropractic service. But we don't know yet if it's going to make the baby flip or not. Um, but again, try it. Might as well give it a shot. Yeah. And then... Um, there's a couple other things you can do. Like one of them that I really want to try is you're supposed, you can stand on your head in a pool, like upside down in a pool, and um, it might make the baby flip on its and own. This, you're getting pretty close to like I saw this on a Minions meme, and uh, or <laughs> or another thing you can do is put something um, cold on the top of the belly and warm on the bottom of the belly because the baby will naturally want to go towards the warm thing. Right. So like a heat pad and like an ice pack, um, which that's all, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Like, Oh, a baby would want to make his way over to where it's warm and get away from the cold spot. Um, we haven't tried that one yet, even though that's probably by far the easiest and most accessible thing. We haven't tried it yet though. Um, so anyway, we're trying all this weird stuff, but as it is right now, um, if he doesn't end up flipping either on his own or through all of our voodoo stuff, then, um, we're going to have the baby on the 28th, which oh, is a week is, from tomorrow. This is called a moxa stick. M O X A stick. Yes, that's correct. And you're on this, you're on to some freaky shit these days. Let me tell you how good they smell. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, 
Well, speaking of freaky shit, you know, it really sucks for you guys that uh, OnlyFans is turning off porn. Because, you know, I thought that <laughs> was going to be, like, it. such a good revenue stream for you guys to get, like, the, you know, like, the baby, like, pregnant mom OnlyFans. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... That, we had that market cornered. Yeah. You know, like the ex- OnlyFans crushed extremely cornered i mean because like particularly when you involve your moxa sticks you've got you're crossing off several things it's like people are into pregnant women people are into feet stuff and people that are into new age stuff i mean like you'd have that cornered (laughs) yeah no there is a large intersection of those things and uh it's really too bad only fans pretty much ruined that for us so thanks thanks for nothing could have been living on easy street but (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh yeah so the baby is going to come the 28th we're going to go in and have it forcefully surgically removed um so it's kind of cool kind of cool knowing the date i guess you can plan for it or whatever there's still a small chance she goes into labor before then we have to go in fast and do something about it yeah um but more than likely it'll be a week from tomorrow cool so that means next week probably would have been the best shot to have an episode. And then we, I don't know what's going to happen going forward from there um, because we're going to be dealing with a newborn and stuff like that. I don't know if there'll be time to do a show the following couple weeks or so. Um, so bear with us through that. But also you have house guests next week, yeah, which might plan- make recording. I was trying difficult. to plan it around your baby actually. <clears throat> Oh really? Yeah. So it's like, oh, Jared will be out. This is this will be perfect. Come on down. <laughs> so it's also a very good chance that uh, there won't be a show next week either. So we're kind of just doing this show as like, uh, um, hey, this might be the last one for a bit, not forever, but maybe for a couple of weeks or a few weeks or something like that. <clears throat> kind of depending. I'm also not ruling out just being able to carve out an hour or two of time even with a newborn to be able to do yeah. show. So we'll yeah, I, I'm not, I don't we'll see. I don't, I you don't get to 500 episodes by just taking months off at a time. So, yeah. Um, I feel like we'll your last kid, like, wasn't a big deal. Like, I think we just did shorter episodes for a month I or so. Honestly, don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I, uh, actually I, I texted Brad to ask if he could fill in and he says he can't go on podcasts anymore because he works. works for a large publicly traded company and, what a son of a gun. I was like, we don't have to talk about anything to do with games. He's like, no, I You know I, what? I can't. The only answer is to go dig up our old podcasts and find weird things that he said and do that <laughs> like the Jeopardy guy. <laughs> the Jeopardy guy just getting roasted for all of his terrible things. The uh, no, it would be better to um, record a modern episode but in the context of Brad's like previously recorded Brad. So, you know, we could ask some questions, like just a bunch of soundboards of Brad saying like, yes or no, or like magic eight ball answers, basically. So he can set him up for terrible things. I love this idea. Uh, that could be, I mean, I could take months off because this is the potential to have months worth of great episodes. I agree. Just based on this. Um, that would be cool. I would love that. Yeah. We'll good. work on that. But anyway, just as a heads up, um, don't know what's going to be going on with the show in the next several weeks. We'll see. And we don't know if there will be a show next week or not. But if not, if there's not a show next week, the next time you talk to me, I'll have two kids instead of one. That seems like a lot. It seems like too, too many. Scary. 
scary stuff. Yeah. Definitely not ready. So are anyway, you are um, you a T-Mobile customer? Speaking of mm-mm. things slightly more relevant, man, they, I, I'm not. That huge, huge data breach of theirs this week is going. It was be, only like 50 million people. Oh yeah, so. yeah, no big deal. I, this this kind of stuff like really makes me wonder, um, like when we're gonna see some kind of like um, overhaul of the way that like credentialing and identification works in the United States, right? Because like. Yeah, it just how at what point have so many large companies leaked information that like we're going to get to a point where you can just like, oh, yeah, you just want to download the United States database. Yeah, here you go. It's on Pirate Bay. Go nuts. I mean, I could be at that spot already. I'm not going searching for that sort of thing, but I bet a lot of stuff like that is just out there. And it's sort of getting to a point of like you're not putting this genie back in the bottle. Like well, people's uh, infos out yeah. there. There's going to be no semblance of privacy. Yeah, this as long as this sort of stuff keeps happening. I mean, the the T-Mobile leak seems particularly bad because it's just like, like everyone uses a cell phone now, right? And it's like, right. you know, T-Mobile is what one of the big, what big three, big four. How many cell providers? Big four, do we have I in think. The country? Yeah, right. Um, and it seems like your know, customer base is split. You know, pretty. It's not like one is any like is tiny really. You know, it's a big a big section of the country you now just has had their stuff leaked if it hasn't already been leaked yeah. before. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think like what we could do better. Um, because so much of this craziness is all based on like the social security system, which was implemented in, in what the fifties, I think before, I don't even I think yeah earlier yeah. than that. I don't remember. Um, but, you know, as the system was originally designed, it never was like, oh, this this like number is going to be your universal identification for everything that you would ever do from right. like, co- retiring and collecting government benefits to like signing up to get a fucking cell phone. Right. And if anyone gets these numbers that shouldn't have them, you're in big trouble. Like, I don't I don't know. It, it I don't know. Is I guess I don't know where this lands on like the scale of leaks that we've had it feels big but maybe it's uh it is big i think it's i don't think it's the biggest though which is kind of crazy but um it looks like uh i agree with you like the social security system wasn't really designed for all the things that it does but um it looks like this actually started back in the 30s which is kind of crazy because i remember um, there was there was a thing where um I think my uh my grandpa who died when i was a kid had a social security number like tattooed on him like i think that was that used to be mm-hmm. like a thing for like soldiers and stuff hmm. that's um, wild <clears throat> yeah i think uh i think back to like when i worked at wells fargo during the uh turn of the millennium um it was like man social security numbers were like people would like write it on a paper and slide it to you and all this stuff or whatever and it was like your, your social security card was like this most coveted document that you kept safe and blah 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 <clears throat> and all this stuff and then like you fast forward to now and it's sort of like i don't care if somebody hears my social security number you know what i mean like you're not as like you don't want to yeah. just put it out there but you're also not like you'll say it to a teller at a bank or something like that like i feel like people are a lot more nonchalant about their social security number like it's not this super private secret thing um, and so at this point, it's like, what even ha- does it even matter anymore? Trying to keep this thing like, yeah, I don't know. Private. I don't know. But also let's move on to a different system where we can all get barcode tattoos. 
Yeah, I mean, because, you know, that's where I want to be. There's probably a not insignificant amount of people that listen to this show that had T-Mobile that now they're, they're shit's just out there, I guess, which. Yeah, I don't know. know. I've never really checked on, um, you know, you can check like, have I been pwned or whatever to see if your info has been leaked or whatever. I've never even checked on myself, but I'm sure it's happened. And I'll even get emails from places where it's like, we had a data breach and I'm like, Whatever. Well, I'm not yeah. going to do anything about it. I here have I been pwned. dot com. I'm going to type your email in. Tell me if I've been pwned. Uh, <clears throat> oh no, pwned. I've been pwned. Discus, Ticketfly, Tumblr, and Zynga. Is that uh my Tetricade email? Yeah. Let me try my. So when I when I type my my email and oh, I answer no. everything, I've I've been like pwned on everything under the sun that you could possibly be pwned on. I've been pwned fourteen times on my personal account. Yeah, I've oh, been no. uh, twenty four pwns. Wow, twenty four. Ticketfly, Tumblr, Adobe, Bitly, Coupon Mom. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Oh, that's part of Armor Games, it says. Hmm. You were probably uh, signing up for some, get some free in-game crap. Yeah, you know, through Coupon Mom, my number, my, that's actually my homepage. Uh, I still use a homepage, and mm. it's CouponMom.com. Hmm, yeah, Coupon yeah. Mom. Dropbox, that sounds like something you'd be a part of, actually. Evite, Last.fm, MyFitnessPal, MySpace. Oh, no, MySpace. Yeah, I've been pwned all over the place. It's a point of pride. You I, know what? I'm going to beat your 24. I'm going to up the just, ante. Like, <laughs> sign up for like every wacky. Uh, well, when I put my phone number in, it says "Good news, no pwnage found." So that's. Oh, you can put your phone number in too. Yeah, that's good. I guess. Let me try mine. I, I always wonder too, like. What data harvesting are, is this website doing oh, where yeah. idiots are just put typing in their stuff? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, type in your social security number, see if you've been pwned. Okay, now what's your yeah. mother's maiden name so we can verify the yeah. pwnage? Has this credit card and expiration date and verification number been pwned? Type it in. Yeah. Uh, okay, phone number. No pwnage on my phone number. Oh, nice. Baller. Good job at the lack of being pwned. <clears throat> yeah. So, phone free on my phone number, my sacred phone number that I've had for almost 20 years. Hey, so um, speaking of being pwned, uh, yeah. you have Apple Music, right? I do. Are you going to listen to the uh, Kanye West listening party on Thursday, August I, 26th? I might. I just recently learned about this whole thing. And... Um, I gotta be honest. I don't love Kanye West, but I think it's kind of cool. Well, you realize that it's like an event in Chicago, right? Like that's what yeah. I didn't. That's what I recently learned about because I know that they did like. Yeah. I know they've done like listening parties for like new albums and you know like like debuts on Apple Music, which I think is pretty cool. To, right. That 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 to me kind of like really vibes like um, old school like FM radio, you know, where it's like, all right, we're right. playing this album for the first time. And I always yeah. thought that was really cool, um, but I I just like. I'm really curious, like, what the fuck do you do at a listening party in Soldier Field in Chicago? 
like does get Kanye like perform at all or is he just like literally sitting there in a chair while the album plays well i don't know but they've done they've done it twice at like arenas already so i'm sure you could look up and see what the other ones were like and i i think that yeah they're like out in the middle of the field by themselves as the music plays over the loudspeakers or whatever but what i what i find interesting about this whole thing is that um the previous two times they did this is it's been different. The album's been different. So like they did it the first time everyone heard the album. Cool. Then they did it the second time and it was like remixed and different version of the album. And I'm kind of guessing the third one is going to be a remix and different version of the album. And so, you know how Kanye is like super avant-garde, whatever. Um, I sort of think it would be a cool idea to be like, this new album's never going to have like one form. Like it's just going to be constantly changing and we're just going to constantly play it at different things in different oh, you know, I forms. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be kind of like a cool concept, though, to be like, this is an album that never has one final version. It's just constantly in change. Oh, okay. Well, see, when you put it that way, that actually sounds, <clears throat> sounds kind of cool. cool, I guess. But yeah. um, So it's like a performance, but not a performance, in that like you're listening to a unique version of the album that will only be played at that specific time or yeah. place, i guess and maybe because because i thought it was odd that there's no release date for this album and nobody knows and they haven't said anything and i'm like i don't think there's gonna be a release date i think it's just gonna constantly live in flux like it is now and it'll never be like quote unquote released but that would be kind of like up his alley too to be like i'm changing the game on what an album is <laughs> there is no album release uh or something so <clears throat> we'll see We'll so see. looking at photos of the previous one, it's pretty much him just standing on the stage. Right? Yeah, like sounds about right for Kanye. Vibing around at random. Yeah, sounds about right. But yeah, you'll be able to like li- watch the live stream of this thing through Apple Music, which I guess they did before too. This is very um, strange looking at like the it's full weird. arena of people watching Kanye like stand there while music plays. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's odd, but I'm all for people doing weird, different this things. This is why too, I just so. continue to listen to the likes of Blink-182 and every other song that was cool in 1999. Same, man. I am not up to speed on the hip new music stuff, but uh, I do find this whole thing kind of interesting. So, um, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, should we talk about some mobile game stuff? We should. I don't have a ton of stuff to talk about this week. It's been a weirdly quiet couple of weeks, but... Well, we are uh, in the dog uh, days of summer, I believe. Just apparently, that's a thing. Summer? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I know we're in, it's hot August nights. Oh, <clears throat> speaking of hot, I guess you can't really tell. If you're watching the video, you may be able to tell... The lighting in my room makes it look like it's overcast out. It is not. It's smoke because I am living in a smoke hell of California that is half on fire right now. Yeah, a friend and, of mine had um, to evacuate yesterday because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess everything's fine now. But like, man, it's hard to imagine like how fucked up that would be to just like get the phone call. I was like, hey, you guys got to leave like now. Yeah. Like, there's a forest yeah, fire uh, coming in. We can't stop it. So. Yeah. It's super frightening. I have one buddy whose dad has a cabin that is very in the path. If one of the, the Caldor fire, if it doesn't stop, it's going to eat right through his cabin. And then um, Pam's sister works up in the foothills 
what near where there there's fires and like they had it was like 150 something kids didn't show up to school or whatever they just started going back to but nice. they were all absent because of the the smoke and the conditions and stuff and also not knowing if they're gonna have to be evacuated or not or whatever and i'm like why don't they just call school off at this point like what's the why even have kids show up or whatever um so it's very very terrible and scary and um me being not super close to where the actual fires are happening or whatever, um, the last week has been, you can't even go outside. It, everything smells like campfire. It's just mm. smoke everywhere, and the sun is just orange. There's just a haze over everything. Yeah, looking at the it's map like you're here, living in the apocalypse. Like closest to the like the El Dorado fire that's happening, right? Or is Which it the, one? The El Dorado fire, or is it the big one up north where you're like a paradise that you're getting... That's the Dixie fire. Um, it's all of them because we're in the valley. And oh, so yeah. the smoke sort of just settles in the valley. Um, but yeah, uh, that Dixie fire and the Caldor fire now are the two biggest ones. And those are like a, an hour away from where I'm at. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So it's scary. That's creepy, yeah, particularly like considering fun. how fast those things can move if the wind changes the wrong way. Dude, the Caldor. So I think it started on Tuesday night or something like that, and it was at sixty five hundred. And by the next day, it was almost at sixty five thousand. It almost ten times as big overnight. Yikes! Um, because of the wind and the conditions, which well, is like, how? Yeah, I mean, what's what's unfortunate about that is that so oh, my dogs are freaking out. But um, what's unfortunate about that is there are so many of the um, like helicopters and planes that normally would be used to put fires out are actually being used now to dump cash into Kanye West's house ahead of the, yeah, the Donda stream. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, Apple uh, has to move that money somehow. So, you know, <laughs> what, uh, what sucks too is about these fires is that, um, there's almost no, um, they can't attack it by air with drops because the smoke they can't see. So oh, like shit. so much of it is just throwing your hands up and trying to do your best to keep it from like houses and structures and stuff like that. But also just kind of like letting it go because what are you going to do against 65,000 acres of, of fire? Yeah. I mean, um, my, my unscientific and ignorant opinion on this, which may be incorrect. It probably is. Is that like, I would think that, you know, in, in the past, like fires, forests, like just go through cycles, right? Where it's like, all right, the forest yeah. grows and it like, you know, something catches fire, it burns down, it grows again, like that yeah. sort of thing. And now that like we've settled so much of like the California wild, like you can no longer allow that cycle to happen. Yeah. So like, I think, I don't, I don't even know what you do about it. There is um, a lot of talk about that sort of thing. Like the earth... Humanity is such a tiny blip on the scale of the Earth's existence and that it might burn itself down every so often because it needs to or whatever. Yeah. And we're just at that point where the climate's all aligning. I mean, obviously, we're not helping the climate by doing what we do to it. But also, um, this sort of thing might just be nature's thing. Yeah. Like just be ready I mean, to like, burn itself when, down and restart. When you look at the photos of, you know, like forest after a forest fire, like does not take very long before it's like, oh shit, there's a ton of stuff growing again. 
Yeah, and like all the the burnt stuff adds a lot of like crazy nutrients that the soil uses to regrow and stuff like that. Like it's definitely like a natural cycle of things, but it's not great when you build your houses amongst the trees. And um, geez, the Dixie Fire, 700,000 acres. That's crazy. That is like a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, Ben, uh, I can feel it in my throat and everything. Just Man, that, yeah, no, it seems nasty that it, smoke. it's got to feel weird to be bringing a baby into the world in the height of a global pandemic that's out it of totally control. Does. Uh, it totally does. A state that's on fire. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it feels bad, man. It's <clears throat> weird. Well, it's funny, too, because last year when the pandemic first started and then those first few months where it felt like it was like, really severe and crazy um we were both like oh man i can't even imagine like having a baby right now i feel so bad for everyone's like pregnant and gonna have a baby in a hospital and um worrying about getting them sick and not being able to have family there and whatever um and then even when we, when we got pregnant we were like thinking this would all be over by the time this baby came right but nope in fact it's just getting it's starting up again yeah. so cool my area is like is completely fucked with COVID right now because so many dipshits won't get vaccinated that like all the hospitals are overloaded again. They're, they're no longer doing elective procedures in any of the hospitals near me. Uh, All the ICUs are at capacity and kids are going back to school with no COVID protections or protocols at all. Like to the point that like, they're not even recording cases or requiring disclosure when like, you know, you've had an exposure. She's like, well, whatever it's Mm -hmm. over. Come on down. I think, uh, I think we've gotten to that point where there's not really much you're going to be able to do. It's going to be the people that are just going to roll the fucking dice <laughs> or the people that are going to main, continue being careful and getting well, vaccinated and stuff like that. What's crazy, like when you watch sci-fi movies like 12 Monkeys and shit like that or like, you know, anything to do with a like a plague as the plot element. It's like, oh, my God, how did that get so out of control that like everything is super fucked up? And it's like. Never, in, it's like like the plot device that it gets there is always like something extremely dramatic and not just like people yeah. like, yeah, I'm not well, going to elected. Do, I'm not, not going to do anything. <laughs> we elected to have it be this bad. Yeah, like, this like, is all by choice. Yeah, like we, um, I just didn't want to do anything, so fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> think of trying to pitch a movie like that, and then a plague takes over the world. And it gets out of control because yeah. half the population doesn't want to fight it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, that it, makes it pitching, no sense. It's like, oh, a plague. Okay, yeah. How does the plague take over the world? Oh, people just don't do anything. And it, <laughs> yeah. it just goes wild. I mean, maybe, maybe people just can't be bothered. <laughs> uh, I'd watch that movie. I'm watching that movie now. It's called IRL. Yeah. Uh, crazy. So, anywho. Yeah. Shit sucks. The world's burning bringing a baby into all this mess um also mobile games so this week um this qualifies as like uh hey i've been hearing everything about this game and haven't played it myself so i ask you sir speaking played split gate well so speaking of wishing i could go through a portal into another dimension where everything's not (laughs) fucked up i wish i could thank you i wish i forgot to have you segue into it i wish i could well i'm gonna Uh, segue all the stories today that's my my job (laughs) So yeah, so, no, this is cool. This is like um, I have not play yet played it because I am so an, into Call of Duty because my brain yeah. is malfunctioning. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, everyone says it's really cool because like, I, and I feel kind of bad for these developers because I feel like they are 
this is such a potential to be a flash in the pan thing exclusive because like everyone is super hungry for Halo Infinite. Microsoft yeah. is very likely going to delay Halo Infinite from its like uh what the like November launch or holiday something? is all they've said holiday. Um, and everyone loves the the mechanic from Portal, right? So when you combine those yeah. things, I think it's like a really cool thing to play right now, but I feel like this and I could be wrong, I don't know, but I feel like this games community is going to vanish like a fart in the wind as soon as Halo Infinite the Possibly. beta comes out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's like it's it's cool and that it like just combines those two things, but Right. I don't know how it could come to mobile though cuz it's a complicated game. I've watched people stream it. Looks crazy. Yeah. You know, I thought that about Fortnite, and then you watch people that are really good playing Fortnite on touchscreen, and you realize that you're an old man that isn't yeah. didn't grow up with touchscreen gaming. So yeah. um, maybe it could work, but yeah, Halo, Halo with portals is like what a good concept, and um, I've heard nothing but good things about this game. It's like kind of had a surge of like underground popularity that boiled over, and now it's like a lot of people are talking about it, but um, apparently it's been around for a little bit, so. Yeah, but I have yet to uh, try it. It was on my list because, um, yeah, I mentioned this before. Like, I, I typically play games with like a very fairly diverse uh, yeah. hardware, you know, crew of people that play on like PlayStation and Xbox and PC. So we're like always looking for stuff that has like complete crossplay, you know. And that's that's yeah. how this popped up on my radar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be cool. I would definitely check this out. Um, we also mentioned the story, like. Warframe is coming to mobile with like full cross play, cross progression, whatever. So, um, more and more games I think are trying to take that route, which I think is really cool. Um, and Splitgate seems, I mean, first person shooters, all the battle royals do great on mobile. So, um, I don't see why this wouldn't work out. But again, small team, who knows what will actually happen. They also say they want to bring it to Switch, which I feel like that seems like more likely ahead of mobile maybe i don't know yeah um, well i mean consider you know, the, the mobile mobile hardware and switch hardware are not that different yeah you know, with switch yeah. being shittier than most iphones and stuff so right right um but this also brings up another discourse that has been happening in the last week is that um, capital d discourse? capital d discourse oh, uh capital g gamer capital d oh, discourse boy uh fortnite introduced a new mode that's oh, basically yeah. among us and uh people we're real upset about that. I thought that was weird. Like, I don't know. Well, I see both sides of this because a lot of people were like, why didn't you just approach the among us people who are like super down to do collaborations and just do an official among us in Fortnite? Like you've brought in every other celebrity or whatever other games, like you've done crossovers in an official capacity with so many things. Why not also do it with among us instead of just doing like generic among us knockoff type thing or whatever. But then again, the other side of the coin is like, I don't know. Who cares? It's like, yeah, they stole the idea, but the battle <laughs> Fortnite is built on a stolen idea of the battle Royal that started yeah. with PUBG. So I don't well, know where it ends. So what, um, what bugs me about this one is like, I could, I don't know. It's still shitty, but I could see like the plausible deniability. And, and we've seen this happen, um, you know, a bunch where it's like, popular game will or a game will come out that'll get really popular like you know something will be added to a very popular game that people then or battle chess or whatever it is like is a a good example like but then then people like race to that and be like oh well these guys just stole it from this thing that you've never heard of and right and then the developers will come out and and sometimes you're like dude we didn't even know this thing existed like we just thought it was a neat idea and like 
yeah. it's cool that there's multiple people doing this. I mean, like, I don't know. It seems neat. Right. Um, right. But th- that is just like not plausible with this. I mean, like among us, this is like among us. fucking huge. Right. <laughs> right. And I don't know. It's just like such a bummer though, because you know, like, as you were saying, like the Fortnite, I don't know, like metaverse or whatever you want to call it is like built mm-hmm. on like, real collabs you know like yeah like they don't have like for instance like with what they're doing now it's not like they have like because there's there's a lot of games that do this where it's like they don't have batman they have like you know a big muscly guy in black suit with kind of like batman looking cape and like a yellow circle on his chest yeah kind of thing you know whereas like fortnite's big thing is like no we just have batman you know we don't we don't have a blue guy with red cape we have superman you know like yeah Um, so it just seems really odd and like a really big wasted opportunity to not like embrace the developers, you know, and like, and just do it right. Yeah. And and I could see if it was a thing where like, um, you know, like they approach inner sloth, inner sloth tells them to like, go get fucked. And they're like, all right, well, we're just going to release this anyway. Like I'm doing it anyway. You didn't want to, maybe I want to collab, but I'd really doubt it with like the, cause it seems like everyone at inner sloth has been tweeting about like, just what a bummer this has been yeah you know so yeah it is an unfortunate situation but um circling back to the split gate thing it makes me think what if any of the popular first person shooters out there are like look we have this portal mode that we just thought up and implemented or whatever and try to like eat split gates lunch or whatever by basically copying this idea in their own games which could happen i don't know yeah yeah i don't know it's just the whole thing's just unfortunate, I guess. So yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, Anywho, it's like it, what's crazy about Intersloth too is like we know so many people that work that there. It's like they hired like just a list. Yeah. Like if you put together a list of like the coolest indie devs and like the coolest people in the indie dev yeah. community, it's like they right. just cherry picked off that, you know? Yeah. So no, totally. it blows yeah. to see what would have been like extreme validation that like you know the biggest game on the planet like wants yeah. to give among us the nod. Instead, they just yeah. And, you know, it would it also would have been like, so for instance, like Call of Duty added a Among Us mode, but, you know, it's called like, you know, I don't even something stupid, like secret agent mode or something like that, you know, which oh, is okay. kind of like, yeah. you know, you kind of roll your eyes and go, like, okay, yeah, cool, uh-huh. good, good job, guys. Uh, but they don't call it, like, it's not like the bad guy is called the imposter and like, you know, <laughs> using like the same like map design as like the game and like all of a sudden they're like extremely shitty stuff that... That's know. interesting. I didn't know Call of Duty had a mode that was similar to Among Us. Yeah, they just but... they just released it. I played it once. It's okay. It's so the of... reason probably that it's such a kerfuffle is that Fortnite's version is so yes. like the GoBox version of, of yeah. Among Us. No, so someone uh, someone posted like this. There's a Twitter thread out there of like the extreme side by sides of you know like the the uh, words used in like the game UI and like the actual oh. like, game map and all this stuff. And it's very yeah, much that's dirty. Yeah. Th- and that's, that's what like, cause originally I was like, when I first heard about this, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, we can't really like, you know, copyright a game design as shitty as that is. I mean, this yeah. sucks, but like, you know, it is what it is. And then when I saw like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, like this is like, they're even like they're even if they just didn't call the bad guy, the imposter and all this stuff, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's, there's such little low hanging fruit things they could have done to right. have this be kind of like, uh, all right, this sucks, but it's like, you know, not that yeah. awful. That's I a guess, bummer. To, yeah. So I don't know. Well, that's dumb. I hope yeah. they, uh, get it sorted out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I won't be playing Fortnite on my iPhone. I'll tell you that much right now. 
and well, show solidarity. You know, what you will be playing on your iPhone, though, is what remains of Edith Finch, because that is now available on iOS. That's, oh, that's a, a C plus segue. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I tried. So, yeah. Here's another entry in the game I've never played myself, but everyone's talked about it at one point in time, so I know what it is. What remains of Edith Finch? You ever play this? Um, I have it on my Switch, and I got like maybe an hour into it. It was one of those games that, like, uh, you, you know, the exact kind of game I'm going to say is like there's Switch Super Sale. There's like a dozen yeah. things that like went down to like a dollar or whatever. Yeah. So you just picked them all up because they were all on your list, yeah. and you spent like 45 minutes in each of them, and that's as far as you played. Like that's that's what remains of Edith Finch. So that's where you're at. Okay. Yeah. It seemed really well, what, what I did play seems really cool though for what it's worth. Yeah, this is um, this I think might be the first of what people call walking simulators, um, which is basically hugely interactive narrative games with mm-hmm. very little in the way of traditional like gameplay elements or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, it, from what I've seen and read, this is a neither love it or hate it type of game. Yeah. Like you'll play it and it'll really resonate with you and it'll be one of your favorites or you'll play it and you'll be like, eh, yeah, I, I think don't get it. It's, it's, it's mostly like if you are the kind of person that argues that like games are art, you'll love what remains of Edith Finch. Right. If you're the kind yeah. of person that are like, games are art, more like games are fart, you will yeah. not like this game. You shouldn't buy this. I get it. No. Yeah. yeah. Although I love that tagline. <laughs> I want to get that tattooed on my chest. There you go. Um, yeah, it's cool, though. You so, yeah, kind of. It, it kind of like opens. It's like this weird kind of like, um, uh, and again, this is based on me playing about an hour of it, but like you're kind of like unraveling the mystery of this like really crazy designed house that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is like the story is told through like flashbacks and dream sequences and like you stumbling across yeah. things in the house and yeah. it, I, what I played it I thought was really cool I should go back and play more of it on yeah I think uh, I'll I feel like mobile is such a great place for something like this yeah um, a little story that doesn't require tons of like inputs or crazy complicated controls or anything like that like touchscreen is such a good place um, yeah, this, and the then, um, the house itself that you're exploring. Like, if you like the uh, what is it, the, the Miyazaki movies, uh, like Spirited Away and all that kind of stuff. Like the uh-huh. the house you're exploring feels a lot like that, and that it's just very uh-huh. like fantastical, like thing built on top of thing that you know shouldn't be able to exist, mm. and you know it's just like total nonsense from an architectural standpoint. But like the style right. of it, like all comes together to like work in a weird way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's an, yeah. I, I thought it was, what I played was really neat. So, yeah, I'll have to um, give this a try now that it's on uh, on the mobiles, where I will actually give it a shot. Um, yeah, I don't think it's possible oh, to uh, lose the different like like dreamy kind of like gameplay elements that the game has. Like, it's not even a game then. No, yeah, you know what they How's say. It? This, How are you supposed to get good? This dovetails directly into the game should not have easy mode because I am a real gamer and, <laughs> uh, you know, the rest of that. So this is from uh, Giant Sparrow, who also did the Unfinished Swan, which I think is similar sort of artsy game. Um, and then Anna Interactive, who brought it to mobile, they also brought Gone Home to mobile last year or the year before and um that's another kind of like poster child for the walking yeah, simulator I, I genre actually, i played through gone home i thought it was really good um oh, okay I've heard, again, I've heard a lot of good things about both that's but. a game that i could like if if someone totally hated it i would 
completely understand why because it's like a very because you basically do nothing in the game beyond just like walk through a house and like you know read notes and stuff like that but i love shit like that i should make it more of an effort to play these games yeah dude it that that game was really good like it uh Okay. It's it kind of it, it uh, tugs at your heartstrings in in a way that I was not really expecting when I when I played through it. Interesting. So that's cool. So if you had always wanted to play What Remains of Edith Finch, you can now do it on iOS devices, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and it's only five five bucks. I mean, come on now, five yeah. dollars. Speaking of five bucks, um, a good oh shit, hang on. A good game to play while you're eating your Subway $5 footlong if you're into... Oh, man, I don't really have anything good for this one. I feel like your segues just de- de- degrade yeah, <laughs> every I <don't>, week. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're in line at Subway, and it's getting... you know the, you're, Oh, no, you're on a Subway, and you're going in and out of tunnels, and mm-hmm. it's alternating between light and dark, and you're like, man, if only I could mm-hmm. play a game about light and darkness... Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Shining Force mm. Heroes of Light and Darkness okay. is the game for you. Yeah. It's a free-to-play <laughs> so, mobile game. Are you eating Subway on the Subway? No, scratch the eating Subway part. It's it's more like, you know, when you're on a, okay. a train and you're going in and out of tunnels? Yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Light, light and darkness. Okay. The case so like, between the two. Photosensitive seizure type thing or... Mm. A long stretch of darkness followed by a, a long stretch of light. It could, it could be either, really. I mean, like, it's okay. not coming out until 2022. So I guess for now, <laughs> a very long stretch of darkness until <laughs> the light of this game release yes. okay. comes. This is all coming to together great. Yeah. Uh, that you've bumped yourself up from a D minus to a, a, a B plus right. with that segue. Um, so anyway, this was announced uh, earlier this month. Shining Force Heroes of Light and Darkness is a new entry, mobile exclusive entry, um, in the Shining Force series, which is a uh, uh, RPG and some action games and some other stuff all rolled into this whole Shining series, um, dating all the way back to like the Genesis era. And um, it's funny because uh, when this got announced last week, there wasn't anything really information beyond like, here's the game that's coming. Um and a logo, but uh, everybody was like, "Oh, great! A m- mobile baby game in one of my favorite series ever." It's just gone to shit. A mobile and, game for idiots. That's just yeah, gonna everything is rob stupid. My money out, straight out of my pocket. Uh, as soon as yeah, I launch now, the game, uh, it's just gonna steal all my bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you know, all the series fans were all like, "Grown, stupid mobile game, gonna be stupid, and I hate it." And blah blah blah. Well, this week, um, the first gameplay trailer got released, and um, it looks good. It looks super cool. And everyone's everyone's tune changed. All those dark recesses of the internet that I saw hating on the announcement were like, oh, dang, this looks awesome. I'm totally going to play this. Oh, cool. I get a new Shining Force game. I'm excited. Cool. Um, so whatever. I thought it was kind of funny. But if you were among those that were like, oh, great, Shining Force is going to get screwed over by being a mobile baby game i would Uh, rather die of cancer than play this free-to-play mobile game based on the series uh, i love (laughs) yeah you should watch the trailer because it actually looks surprisingly great so i have Um, i've been kind of like tuned out of modern shining force games but is this um 
I don't know. Like Shining Force never has really done it for me. Like I've always been me neither. Like a Nintendo RPG guy, you know, like, and I don't know why that is. Like I had both the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. And I think I feel like I got Mm -hmm. one from my, got them pretty close together. Like one for Christmas and one for my birthday or something. I had both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely always remember like playing RPGs specifically on the Super Nintendo and then playing yeah. like action and fighting games on the Genesis. Yeah. And like there was never any crossover on that. Like I never played fighting mm-hmm. games on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once the six button controller came out for the uh, Genesis, it was like you know, Street Fighter and all that shit was just way better. Yeah. On yeah. Yeah. Genesis. So That's I never played Shining Force stuff. I never really got into RPGs in general, but I had a Super Nintendo and my stepbrother had the Genesis. And, um, yeah, Genesis was definitely more like the action arcade type games Mm -hmm. and sports games were super big on it or whatever. So I never really remember thinking like, we play like this really long story driven game on Genesis. Like it never even really occurred to me. Um, that stuff definitely felt more at home on like a Super Nintendo. Yeah. But, um, that's interesting. So yeah, I never, but I never really got into Shining Force either. I think I tooled around when it came out. Um, they released it on mobile like years and years ago and then updated it for the Sega Forever thing a few years back. Yeah, so. I feel like I, I made a good sporting try to play the one Shining Force game that people, I think Sean was making a big deal of it because it was like the first time it was available in like as in an English language official translation. That could be, that could be a thing, yeah. <clears throat> and I don't remember if that was on uh, mobile or on Switch or what, but I remember like yeah. putting like a good hour into it and just being like, man, this just, I don't know, it's not for me. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, Shining Force Heroes of Light and Darkness um, looks really good in the gameplay trailer. Check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's kind of like Advance Wars-y almost, you know, like like Final Fantasy Tactics sort of looking thing with like really cool, like full-blown, like cartoony graphics and stuff. The graphics are really good. It's not quite pixel art, but it's not quite like the kind of generic... yeah, I, th- I think that, like, Genshin Impact has, like, really upped the ante of, like, what yeah. is expected of, um, you know, like, these kind of style of games, I guess, or just this art style yeah. in general and, and all that stuff, which, yeah. which is really kind of pretty cool that, like, um, you know, like these big games have come out and, like, thrown the gauntlet down where, you know, it's like, hey, this is, this is the baseline now, so, mm-hmm. you know, get under your drone, or don't, I guess, but... Yeah, right. Um, so yeah. Anywho, this guy is uh, supposed to come out in the first half of next year, so we will see what happens with that. And then linked in this story, if you're interested, um, Sean did do a RPG reload of the uh, original Shining Force um, back in the day, back in the 2015 era. Um, and then when it got updated for Sega Forever, they actually added in a couple extra Shining Force games to that original maybe release. Maybe that's what I played was the Sega Forever. And... <clears throat> Sean reviewed that, giving it five stars. So you should read the review of that. If you want to brush up on your Shining Force, uh, mobile is not a bad way to do it. You can basically do it for free with the Sega Forever version. We yeah. make sure that's still in the App Store real quick while we're talking about it. I also, <laughs> it's, really like it's also <laughs> yeah, something it's you there. could play on your RG351V with save states if Very you're true. into emulation stuff. Very true. Actually, there's a Sega CD release that um, is like a remake of the first two games, uh, which I've always told myself I would play, but never did. So, mm. anywho, uh, the new Shining Force coming out next year, first half, uh, looks good. 
Yeah. And if you find yourself just unbelievably tormented by first wrestling with the fact that your favorite, like your favorite RPG series of all time has been watered down and just destroyed into the modern form of a money grubbing free to play game that you've since decided actually looks pretty good and is something you want to play, but you don't want to wait until next year to do it. Uh, and this is just tormenting your eternal soul. You can instead decide to get excited for Spiderweb Software's Queen Wish 2, The Tormentor. You have jumped through so many hoops to relate tormenting. <laughs> That's an A for effort, even if the segue itself was, was like a C. Oh, my gosh. Um, so anyway, the last thing I had on the dock to talk about this week is that uh, Spiderweb Software has... Uh, fired up another Kickstarter for their new game, which is Queen's Wish 2, The Tormentor, um, sequel to 2019's Queen's Wish. And um, it looks really good. I we're, We've always been hesitant to post about Kickstarter stuff because so many of them are just miserable failures or scams or whatever. Um, I feel like that time has kind of passed, and now, not that like Kickstarters don't pop up for stupid things that never come out, but... Um, I feel like there's a lot more people that have like been able to harness this sort of like whole thing into something that actually works for them. And I think Spiderweb is probably like the poster child for, for how a crowdfunding a game should work. Yeah. Because I, I think that the, the reason it works for them though, is because they have experience in like making these things work. I think like the, the biggest disasters on Kickstarter are the people that are like, yeah, we're going to make this, uh, you know, full 3d, virtual yeah. reality immersive mmorpg that's going to have right. 25 yeah. years of content and uh right you know uh an event system that has unique things running 24 hours a day and yeah uh, all we need is twenty five thousand dollars to get this thing off the ground and right 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 no i totally agree like i they spiderweb's been making games since like 94 and they make a very specific type of game and they don't really go out of their lane too much and they know what they can complete. They know what they're capable of. And that's what they pitch as their Kickstarter games. Because they know they can deliver it. Um, the problem is when people are like, oh, I have these dreams of amazing things, but have no idea how to actually make it work. That's not the case with them. Um, and they also have like a good fan base because they have been around for 25 years. Yeah. And they have been making very niche-style games that not a lot of people are, are putting out anymore. So they have like a really strong fan base that wants to see more of this stuff. So I think they're okay throwing some money at them ahead of time um, in these Kickstarters or whatever. And the other thing is they don't really ask for a whole bunch of money. This one, the goal was 40,000. And I think their last two games were like 30,000. Um, it also helps because Spiderweb is essentially one dude. Plus like, I think his wife and I think another guy, I think three people total, but it, more or less it's mostly Jeff Vogel. Um, so when you're that small, you're, you can be lean. And you can kind of afford to be like, I only need 40 grand to make a game instead of 1 million <laughs> yeah, or whatever. So, um, all these reasons, I, I don't, I don't hesitate to like recommend people jump on one of these Kickstarters for their games if they like these games. And I don't think it's like a huge risk, but also you don't have to, I think they're going to make the game regardless. Right. Um, what's kind of cool about the Kickstarter route is they can do stretch goal things if they get beyond their original funding which is the case with the original Queen's Wish, um, got overfunded to the point that they were able to do an iPhone version. Spiderwebs never put any of their games on iPhone because they're these really complicated yeah. UI-heavy games 
But they do bring a lot of them to iPad where it makes sense because the iPad has a much larger screen real estate to, to deal with that sort of stuff. Um, reworking everything for a smaller iPhone screen is a lot challenge, more challenging and takes a lot more resources and stuff like that. So because of Kickstarter, because they know ahead of time they're getting the additional money for something like that, they can put the work in to add iPhone support. So that's what happens with the original Queen's Wish. It actually did come out for iPhone and iPad back in 2019 and was pretty cool. Now the sequel, same sort of thing. There's a stretch goal of just 60000 that um, will get us iPhone support. Right now they're sitting at forty-two, but the uh, Kickstarter's only been open for a few days. So I imagine they'll hit the sixty. Um, this is their third Kickstarter, and the last one was like eighty-five thousand, and the first one was like ninety-eight. So I feel like hitting sixty is probably going to happen again. Um, so we should be able to get an iPhone version of this bad boy. If for whatever reason that doesn't happen, it'll come out for iPad too. Um, cause they like to shoot for iPad releases anyway. But if you like spider web stuff, play the original Queen's wish or whatever. Um, Queen's wish two is a thing that exists and is in the works. They're shooting for the PC release in June of next year. And if it's anything like the last game, um, the, the iPad and or iPhone version will follow a few months after that. Um, so probably by this time, I would say next year around this time might be playing this on iOS. So pretty cool. I love Spiderweb software. So yeah. Um, so you playing things on iOS that are unexpected. I'm surprised you didn't have in your list of things to talk about the Pokemon Unite stuff that happened this week. Oh, throw it in the mix. Um, I uh, that was that's pretty much it. The fact that it's coming out. Um, I don't know. Did you? Yeah, I got did, dated. Did you fuck around with this at all on the Switch? No, not at all. It's um very much. It's like one of these Switch games that when you play it, you're like, oh, this is a mobile game. You know, like, because it's like, a, right. <laughs> you know, a, a, a free to play, like online kind of like, um, like Pokemon meets kind of like, I don't, I don't even know. I, I want to say like Summoner's War because you can like do more with your characters and just kind of like mash them up against each other. But like, maybe mm. like Pokemon meets um, like Brawl Stars, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Even that seems kind of like a weird comparison. Like, um, yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's it's a cool game. It's free to play. Like when you play it on Switch, you were like, "Oh, this is cool." But I mean, this is this is a fun game, and they're doing yeah. the whole like pre-registering for you know rewards and all that dumb crap. Yeah. If you want to put in your email or whatever stupid thing you have to do to yeah get freebies. That yeah, and this is um, developed by Teamy Studios, who did Call of Duty Mobile. They make basically just good games. So. That's kind of cool. I just am so tuned out to anything Pokemon that if no, anybody else I'm, is, if Mikhail's posting about it, I'm like, cool, handled. I don't really. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind but, of the same um, way. Like, this I, does actually look pretty cool. I feel like they, and, and maybe they haven't released as many Pokemon games as I feel like they have in my mind. But mm-hmm. like, I just kind of look at it as like, it's just like overwhelming amount of content that I just like, yeah. don't even know where to jump in at now. Um, and it just kind of feels like I'm, missing out not playing all the games it's a lot like the assassin's creed stuff to me now right like i used to play like every assassin's i I love the first assassin's creed the second one was really good and then like they just started coming out like faster than i could play them and then it was like yeah i don't want to just like jump in like four games in that i haven't played and you know even knowing they don't really link up to each other too much beyond like the the big overarching metagame and or right, you know, like right. meta story so it's like yeah it's like saying like oh i can't watch house md because i don't know what's going on with the romance between house and 
Cuddy, which is like, (laughs) you know, like the 10 seconds at the end of the show where they like give each other a glance. Right. Um, so I don't know. That's next month, like a a month from now. I was a few, yeah, a month from now, basically I was a, a couple of years past the Pokemon craze. Like when it was popular, I was like too cool for it in high school. Right. Um, not realizing they're actually really cool games. You just, back then you looked at it as like, well, this dumb kids cartoon has games on the Game Boy. I don't I care about was, that. You know, whatever. I think it was in not junior realizing high. that they were actually, you were in junior high. When yeah. Cause Pokemon you're, you're 40, right? I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 38. So yeah. So you were probably, you're probably like a freshman or sophomore and I was in like seventh or eighth grade then. Right. When these, yeah, when that these sounds about right. Out. Yeah. So <clears throat> I played, yeah, I, I loved Pokemon blue. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon uh, Red, I think it was, or uh, Green. I think Red and Blue were the first. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I played the shit out of those on my Game Boy. Yeah. And then just kind of like, I don't know, I think played Pokemon Yellow and then just kind of fell out. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to play my first Pokemon game to tell myself, find out once and for all, is this some, maybe I'm into it or whatever, because yeah. I don't have that, you know, this is a baby game type mentality that I had in high school. But, um, I've heard really people say that like in. the the Switch remake of um, uh, God, what the fuck is it? Uh, let me see. There, there, there's like a semi recent Switch remake. It might be Sword and Shield mm-hmm. of um, you know, like the older Pokemon games that are supposed to be really good and like a really good uh, jumping off point for a lapsed mm. Pokemon person. Yeah, because it's like all the all the same like story and everything else, but just kind of like yeah. modern. Um, uh, oh, I think Diamond and Pearl. Are these yeah, coming yeah. or are these out now? I don't no, know. Those I, I came don't, out. I don't I think, follow this but, at all. Um, I've also heard uh, the GBA remakes of the first two games is a good place to start because going back to the actual Game Boy originals is just hard nowadays. Mm. Um, so it's better to kind of jump in at a more modern release or something like that. I think Leaf Green and Fire Red, I think, are the remakes of the first two Pokemons that are on GBA, which would be a great thing to play on your RG351 device, mm. I have to say. Um, our, our multi-level marketing device. Maybe. Maybe. I'll, I know. We should be getting paid by those people. Yeah. Um, uh, this should be the, the Boss Babe uh, RG351V podcast. We'll just rename it. Yeah, we can do that. I'm cool with that. But anywho, um, yeah, thank you for bringing up Pokemon Unite. It launches next month, September 22nd, and uh, or September 20th, maybe. Um, and it does indeed actually look cool. So you can pre-order it now or pre-register if you're on Android. I'm sure there's rewards or junk like that for pre-ordering because there's always that stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I will include that in our list of topics from this week. There you go. But now I think we're done. I yeah. think we're done talking mobile game stuff. I think yeah. we're done talking in general because yeah. I am just feeling it. Yeah, well, I, I, meant, I meant to ask you, are you an Apple TV Plus subscriber? Do you watch any of that shit yeah. on there? Do you watch I don't it watch it, but I subscribe. Yeah. Oh, well, you just probably get it through the Apple uh, thing. I get it through Apple One. Yeah. Yeah. I, there hasn't been anything that I want to watch on that until they announced this week that uh, Wool is coming to Apple TV Plus. Like That fucking book series was insane. It was so good. Oh. I don't know anything about it, but it was like another one of those. Um, so you remember when the Martian took off 
the, the mm-hmm. it was like an indie book published on you know Kindle books or whatever the Amazon uh, yeah you know indie publishing thing is it goes straight to Kindle yeah. um, so w- the wool series was kind of like uh, if you like the Martian and you want another really really good like Amazon indie sci-fi book you got to check out this wool thing um, yeah. And I, I, I've thought for the longest time that we make like a really good movie series or TV series or something like that. And it's coming to Apple TV plus. So I'm going to kind of, they're going to get me, you know, before I was like, you don't have it now currently. Well, I mean, I probably could get it through some like, I don't know, trial for buying my iPhone or whatever. It seems like they're always yeah. giving away. I just like haven't had any drive to yeah. watch anything on it. Cause I don't I'm, like have no shortage of things to watch. Right. Like, right. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, no the 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 book is really fucking good. So mm, good to know. I'm sure that Apple will make that. it into a very good TV series. So yeah, I've been I'm wanting to watch Ted Lasso. I've been excited for the new morning show. That's the only show I've actually watched all the way through on Apple TV. And then um, that C with the Jason Momoa guy looks pretty cool. Um, so I don't know. There's some stuff I should watch if I didn't just watch HGTV reruns all day instead. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm rewatching the Simpsons from, uh, season <laughs> one, episode one. So I'm good on TV. I did that a few like... years ago. That was fun. That was really fun. I enjoyed doing that. So the interesting, I only made it to like season 22 or something though. I, I, I don't even know how many way. seasons there are like, but, um, like 31 or two. I, uh, I, I usually, I like, I'm in the routine now where I watch an episode or two, like in bed every night. And that's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on my iPhone, I, I just like turn it on. And, um, yeah. So two things, one, I wish that it was in normal four by three because like, as you watch it, it can be, you it, can change it. You can, you're watching on Disney plus, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah. There was a whole big thing and they had to come out with an update that let people change oh, it to four, three, okay. 99.9% sure you can change it. Okay. Because there's like a lot of stuff you can tell is like, oh, this is very clearly cut off. Because like The yeah. Simpsons is always very clever about like things in the background yeah. like that you would notice, oh, yeah. you know, and like yeah. things that I remember, I'd be like, oh, they're just that's like not here anymore. That sucks. No, I'm pretty sure you can get the original okay. aspect ratio. And number, well, number two, it's interesting watching. So I, I mean, I lived for The Simpsons as, um, and I don't know if I was just growing up at the exact right time. Like I very specifically yeah. remember this the premiere of the simpsons like that was yeah, me too yeah. um i remember i was at uh that was the first day of my very first piano lesson was the day that the simpsons <laughs> premiered and i remember like setting up our vcr to record it as like yeah. like you know because it was just like i could yeah. not miss it because all everyone was talking about right um yeah. It was what was really interesting about rewatching it now is that as a kid, like I very much identified with like Bart, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. like very much just mm-hmm. like mischief and doing like kid stuff and everything else. But like now rewatching it, it's like, it's like, no, like I'm Homer and like a little yeah. bit of like Mrs. Krabappel and stuff. And like, I really yeah. like, like all the stuff that like the adults do in that show is like, oh, yeah. I like really get this now. And it's like, yeah, extremely clever. And I just yeah. like. You know, when you watch it as a kid, it's like you're waiting for like the itchy and scratchy to come on and like, you know, yeah, like, right. Uh, the you funny know, gags. And yeah. Stuff. Like like Bart to do something stupid and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Not like this, like very clever, uh, sometimes very dark humor. That's just kind of like yeah. in passing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I I felt through my um, rewatch that uh, season one was better than everyone makes it out to be. I feel like it's not it's not 
amazing. It hits its stride more in season two and through whatever, six or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, when you do rewatch all those old ones, you're like, yeah, it's definitely old Simpsons, but there's a lot of funny bits in here mm-hmm. that I don't remember. And like these episodes are actually a lot better than I think they get credit for. Everyone's always like season one sucks, but um, I think it's a lot better than than it yeah. than, than that. Well, so I'm in, I'm on season four now. I just watched the monorail episode last night, and yes. it's like, dude, season so four. Good. It's like every fucking episode is like it's iconic. Like it's so good, you know. Yeah. It's like crazy because. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, when I, when I was thinking about rewatching, I was like, oh my God, there's like 400 episodes. Like there's going to be yeah. a lot of filler that I just like don't remember. But like, man, like every yeah. single one so far has been like, like Homer going to the all you can eat fish buffet, like Homer having a heart attack, <laughs> like, um, you yeah. know, like, like all that stuff is just so fucking good. It's yeah, it, um, it definitely does slow down as you start to creep onto like season 10 or whatever. But then I, the other thing I realized is like 10 through 20 wasn't as bad as people make it out to be too. Like everyone's always like the Simpsons sucks. There's definitely some stinkers, which I feel like there's zero stinkers in that certain, like those set of, of seasons. But, um, but it's also, there's a lot of good stuff too that, and, and that was those years where I wasn't watching religiously like I did when I was a kid. Like seasons one through like ten, I'd watch every Sunday or every. Oh, well, not Thursday only that, but like, they... at least in the Chicago <laughs> area, like they were syndicated too. So it was like not yeah. only were they on at Sunday at you know, like seven, like the whatever whatever time. I think it was Sunday at seven, but um, mm-hmm. they would like the reruns would just run constantly, you yeah. know. And it was like it was crazy. Like when I like rewatching some of these, it's like um, I remember everything about some of these episodes you know and it's like i remember like the the punchlines yeah. i remember like the one-liners and like i anticipate yeah. them coming and it's like holy yeah. shit like i have not seen this for like 30 years and Unlock i can turn off the audio in your and brain like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild um but yeah so that's seasons like 10 through 20 um i think i was like out of high school time or whatever i definitely just wasn't as dedicated to watching every episode yeah. so i came across a lot that i'd never seen before which i thought that was kind of like a fun bonus like i can't believe i've never watched all these yeah um so and i'm sure there's way more of those between 20 and 30 because i definitely have not kept up with have watching you, you've it. seen the simpsons movie right oh yeah i love the yeah movie, the movie actually. was really good <clears throat> um, but yeah man i love the simpsons there's uh, the one thing that's kind of stuck out is like, I cannot, well, I guess, you know, it's a product of the nineties. Right. But I mean, the amount of like gay yeah. jokes in there now that like extremely would not fly in 2021, mm. like just come out of nowhere and you're like, holy shit. Like I cannot believe it's on TV. That's true of so many shows that I've, I've caught episodes of where I'm like, Oh my God, really? Yeah. yeah. Or even like the office, like earlier office episodes and stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, wow, can't believe this was okay. Even like 15 years ago. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just kind of weird because like, like particularly Homer as a character is just like very, just like, like chaotic good. I think it would be like his mm-hmm. alignment, you know, just, just like pure, yeah. like good hearted, like you know, never nasty about anything, like just kind of dumb. Right. And yeah. to, it's just very strange to hear like Homer making like gay jokes, which now are like, like hateful and hurtful. Right. Like those, right. those kind of things. And it was just yeah. like part of the character in the nineties. You're like, man, yeah. that is just like. I don't know. Sign of the times, I guess, but it was a different era. I I guess you can't really, I mean like, uh, you know, name one nineties comedy thing that you could watch now that like wouldn't have kind of things. You're like, Ooh, (laughs) they don't exist. Although I will say I rewatched Seinfeld not too long ago and I feel like that still holds up in a lot of ways, but there probably is something here or there that I didn't pick up on where I'm like, that's not okay. 
Yeah. But, I mean, uh, like, God, I was even talking to, I was talking to a friend of mine about this, um, you know, same era, like the Adam Sandler comedy CDs, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. God, I remember, I would, like, I very specifically remember the first time I heard the album, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> being, like, red in the face crying, I was yeah. laughing so hard over, you know, like, yeah. the longest pee and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, like, going back and listening yeah. to it now, like, like, a lot of the jokes, like the the beating of a high school Spanish teacher, is like, oh my god, like this is yeah. like insane that someone released an album with this. Yeah, I know, I know, it's very juvenile. Maybe we've just grown up, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Maybe we're just too sophisticated now. I still maintain the longest P is a very funny. Yeah. So. I agree. Those albums were like my. Growing up, my sister's four years older, and so she was like in high school when all those were coming out, and I was in whatever, maybe sixth grade, middle school, and uh, all her friends were all about it. That was like the coolest thing ever in mid-90s high school era. I'm trying to think who else put out comedy albums. Because it definitely I mean, there was, was like not... the Jerky Boys and yeah, stuff. The Jerky Boys, the Jerky Boys yeah, was yeah, a big yeah. deal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Man, it, like it is insane like looking into like Adam Sandler's just career in general, because like, I don't know, he, he, in my mind, like, op- like exists in this, like, Oh yeah. He's a goofy comedy guy that, you know, I'm sure has done okay and stuff. But like, when you look at like the numbers of all of his shit has thrown down as far as like, oh. like sales and he's like one of the and, richest like, dudes in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Like he can put out what, what, you know, anyone will look at as like, Oh, it's just a clunker on yeah. Netflix. And it's like, Oh no, that's yeah. like the number one movie this year on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. He so, totally is that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's drive this bus off the overpass. Cause, uh, I haven't uh, eaten yet today and I think my stomach is digesting itself. I think bad it things are happening. The, the gate of <clears throat> toll booth, Willie's toll booth. There you go. Yeah. That's a deep cut. <laughs> um, actually the, we ran a little long, but let's pretend that this is just next week's episode. A little bit of yeah, that too. Sure. Um, because we might not have a show next week, depending on situations. And if that's the case, uh, a week from tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to be having a child. And then I don't know what's going to happen after that either. So <clears throat> I don't know when you'll hear from us next, subscribers. We'll I'm hoping it's else. not. We'll figure it yeah, out. I, I, mean, like, I think it, we'll figure something out, even if it's like a 30-minute, <clears throat> like, what up? How's the baby? Here's a picture. You know what? If we don't do an episode, uh, I'll post on Patreon like a baby picture or something like that. Hmm. How's how's that sound? That gets you to want to donate money to our Patreon or what? Um, <clears throat> unless it's an ugly baby. In that case, no pictures. But um, So yeah, not sure when our next show will be. It might be next week. It might be the week after. It might be two weeks from now. I don't know. But we will be back at some point. We'll be stronger than ever. Nothing is going to stop this train from getting to 1,000. That's all I can say. Um, We're at 503. We're almost there. So, oh, They're, they're all going to laugh at you is on Spotify if you want to. Oh, really? I would highly. I, I think it's an interesting listen because it's like. I already got them in my iTunes, bro. I burned those a long time ago. Well, whatever. <laughs> what sucked was his third album which was all songs which i was like this is dumb it's all singing and but it, i bet if i went back and listened to that it's because he's a good musician oh yeah they're probably like super entertaining songs and better than all the skits that didn't you know hold up stand the test of time or whatever yeah for sure the goat 
the goat was one of my favorite uh, sketches I don't ever. Remember so. that? I need to check that out. The I don't goat, know, I'd man. Sure, I churned goat. out of uh, comedy albums around the same yeah. time that I decided that I was a Blink One Eighty Two fan. <laughs> the age of Napster. The age of Napster. Right? God, that that I'm so. <clears throat> Anywho, <clears throat> thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, and we will have another episode for you someday. Oh, <clears throat> let me plug the Patreon. As always, we are supported by our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So, if you like what we do, want to see you, see us continue doing it, and possibly get a picture of an ugly baby, check out patreon.com forward slash tetracade. Consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through tetracade.com forward slash Amazon. Just click that link before you do your Amazon stuff. It's not that hard. Just do it. Um, <clears throat> so with that, like I said, we'll have another episode for you, hopefully in the not too distant future. And hopefully I will have a beautiful new baby boy. Oh, yeah. Wish me luck. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.